Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Comics Pals Image Comics Review. Every single week, Image provides their books to us early so that we can review them for you guys day and date. I am your host, Sean, joined this week by Marco. What's up? Pete. Yo. And Kale. Hello. We're going to be talking about three of Image Comics' biggest releases of the week. Yes, that does include Gunslinger Spawn, number three, Hot Radium game. Black, <laughs> number 11, and Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number three. Before we jump into the reviews, I do want to let you guys know how you can support the show all over the place. Make sure you guys leave us a follow, a rating, and a review wherever it is that you listen to us. If that's YouTube, youtube.com slash the comics pals, make sure that you guys are hitting that subscribe button to help us get to 500 subscribers. We are on a mission and you can help us achieve it. Uh, like the video, share it with your friends, drop us a comment in the comment section below. It's always appreciated. Listen to our Spider-Man Far From Home review. It is full of spoilers, so do be careful. But if you are curious about the thoughts of your boys about that movie, check that out. Listen to our main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday. And... Our most recent book club will be dropping at the end of this month, the last Tuesday of the month. That is the 28th, Scott Pilgrim, Volumes 1 and 2. All right. Let's jump right into Gunslinger Spawn number three. Uh, this is Todd McFarlane doing the scripting and plotting. Got to make sure to get that uh, plot credit in there. <laughs> Brett Booth doing the art. Uh, Adel Adelso Corona on inks and Andrew Dollhouse on colors. Letters by Tom Orzachowski. Spawn versus uh, dinosaurs or something. That was okay. cool. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's fine. It's a fine premise for an issue of Spawn. It's been 300 issues. Surely that's happened before. Yeah, but this Spawn's know. a cowboy, Kale. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. point. Yeah, that's a great point. I'll say... You know, I'm 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 willing to take the heat round if I have to. I I enjoyed this issue. I did, and then I took a step back and I was like, that was McFarlane? Hmm. Hmm, I'm confused. I mean, I feel like I feel like this harkens back to the conversation we had, uh, Sean, about number one, where it's like this book feels like it's more <clears throat> I don't know, like capable of delivering what I feel like I want out of a spawn book because it's not I don't know it's not as concerned with like what's happening in the broader story like it's right. rooted in that but it's also very much kind of been like a monster of the week thing like it's been like here's gunslinger spawn he kills an alien or uh, an alien an angel now he's fighting dinosaurs it's like all right yeah cool like if, if that's just what we're going to do where it's like monster of the week and every week he's saving this dumbass kid from some other fucking weird ass monster. It's like, oh, he's going to fight an army of spawns, you know, big bad, the clown guy. Like, all right. Yeah, sure. Like that feels like a thing that he could get get up to. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It, like it works. You know, like it's not. It's it's not it's not the best thing I've ever read in terms of like you know it's not leaving me uh, gripped from a storytelling perspective necessarily but like the action is good and fun and like the the fish out of water thing for um, gunslinger spawn is like 
yep, we're gonna we're we're getting as much mileage as we can out of that bit, right? <laughs> Where it's like they put sunglasses on him this time. He tries a burrito, you know. It's just like <laughs> it's like every issue he just like discovers a weird new thing about the world. All right, yeah, like it's 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 not a bad framing device, you know, for uh for for a series. I actually uh, found myself thinking, you know, earlier in the issue, like, gosh, you know, I really wish we knew like anything about Gunslinger Spawn, you know, like, who is he? What does he even look like? You know, just something. And then I was pleasantly surprised to find that we do at least learn his name and what he looks like. Um, that that was kind of cool. It's it hobby, was a little. Right? Sorry. It's Javi, right? Yeah. 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 It was a little like ham fisted the way that Todd says, oh, he's he's Hispanic, I think, you know, like that weirdly, was like, yeah, weirdly. That's what he says. He appears to be a, a man of Hispanic descent. Yeah. Like, like oh, OK, Todd, I probably yeah. could have gotten that from the fact that his name is Javier. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like it happens in a panel where his his spawn is like coming off his face. Mm hmm. She can't even necessarily fully see him before that uh, is is acknowledged. Mm -hmm. It's like the next panel probably would have helped. And then to your point, when he says, yeah, my name is Javi, if you care. Yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> he's a Spanish dude. Cool. Like <laughs> Sweet. Which I like that. I, you know, one thing I do have to say about Spawn is that, you know, the main guy, Al Simmons, is black. And now we have a spawn who is Spanish. So I do like that. That's pretty cool. I'm yeah. absolutely just making fun of the caption being like the most, yeah. like it's like literally the most <laughs> clinical way you could be like, he appears to be a man of Hispanic descent. It's like, sure. Todd's okay. like, you gotta give me points for this. Come on. Come yeah, right. On. <laughs> it's like, guys, I did it way before it was cool to do this. I swear. Um, and, and you know what? I like the, the relationship between um, Gunslinger Spawn and this like weird kid. Taylor, right? I think is his name. <clears throat> I think so. I I'm sorry, guys. You can't expect me to keep up with these kids. names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. It's, it's fun. You know, it, it, and it's very fish out of water. We've seen this a million billion times. But Gunslinger Spawn being such a dangerous person. Um, who comes from a very, very different time and Taylor having to walk a line between like helping him do whatever he's trying to do and stay alive and out of this guy's crosshairs and, you know, whatever's going on. That's actually been pretty enjoyable, I have to say. It's so funny because like it gives me like heavy like. Like, there were so many movies like this in the 80s and 90s. It's like Encino Man or some shit where it's like, oh, it's like this kid and they've got like a weird, wacky friend that they've got to hide from everybody because he doesn't know how the world works. And he might walk into a convenience store and shoot a burrito. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, I have to say. And then, you know, we, we, we always denigrate the main spawn book for having the news pages i'm gonna praise gunslinger spawn for not having them how about that yes yes yep i don't know and like i just feel like in general like this book is just a lot less self-serious yeah right like one of the big bits in the first one is like a poop joke and it's like that's not going that's not flying over in the, the main spawn book you know so it's like the fact that this book is like goofy and silly makes me I don't know, like the things about it that are like over the top wacky 
Like, I'm like, yeah, like it feels like slapstick. Like, it feels like it knows what it is and it's leaning into it and having fun with that. Yeah. It feels like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yes, it is like very much that kind of energy where it's like this yeah. is so over the top that I'm like, all right, like, yeah, like I, I fuck with this. I think that like in contrast that to the main Spawn book that has like, I don't know that you can have the same sort of novelty because it's been so long and mm-hmm. you have to treat a lot of what goes on so seriously. And it feels like Todd's having fun here with this new character and just throwing random ass shit because we've not seen it with this character. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that Al Simmons has maybe fought a dinosaur along the way, but to our, you know, to the earlier joke point of this is Gunslinger Spawn. I mean, that works though. It, it, it makes it feel that much more novel because we're also seeing it for the first time and uh, Todd's doing it for the first time with this character. And it's, it's fun. I do have a question. Why, like you know, like the the uh, villain they introduced in this, where it's like the the woman who like controls Dakota. the the dinosaurs. What's that? Dakota. Dakota. Why is she like a, a cowboy? Because that's fucking cool. Yeah. Okay. Cowboys cool. are cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the one thing where I'm like, is she from the past or is she just a demon who dresses like a cowgirl? Like I'm. <laughs> nah, she's just a person with a cool fashion sense all right speaking of dakota can we please all of us in the class go to page 15 and look at her thighs oh my god how is that even possible it reminds me of that picture of batman that i was talking about (laughs) on the show last week it's like looks like looks like she's specifically been like crushing skulls between her thighs for a workout like that is crazy (laughs) oh my god it's like i feel like uh Shit, oh my god. Actually, if you go like down to page 16, there's a pretty similar shot of Spawn of Gunslinger where he's got his leg like kicked up in the air while he's shooting his gun at a yeah. ridiculous angle and he's got like the leg pouch. It's just like, dude, he it looks like his leg is literally a fucking tree trunk. Like my man is cut. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Brett Booth. He can he can draw a thigh. Among yeah, other things, this is a great looking book. Yeah, the shot and, of the uh, where there's like the dinosaur and it's like ripping his like head off of his body, basically down on mm-hmm. nineteen. Like, yeah, there's some there's some wacky fucking stuff in this. It's it's very cool. And they brought back one of the best villains ever, Violator slash the Clown. I'm so. Fucking hyped. I love this character. The return of clown. This looks yes. cool. I, I've never heard of this character. Fucking looks cool. What, Dude, what is, he's what's the demon behind character. it? Is it really? That, that yeah. That's, that's him. him. Oh yeah. shit. That's like his human version, and then there's like a he has like a demon form. Is he basically. A, it's Danny DeVito in the film, right? No, he's uh uh John Leguizamo. Wait, oh, that's what? right. That's right. You that's have right. to watch yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, movie, right. Marco. I don't. Okay, look. Most is it on people HBO Max? Would, uh, probably. I think I, it is. Yeah, most people would say it's not good. I really enjoy it, and the best part about it is that John Leguizamo plays the clown, and he really, legitimately does a great job. So, yeah. I well, I think it's worth watching. The yeah. last time I watched the movie was like several years ago, and I was drunk. And I would say both of those things about it, though, that it is not good, but that I also enjoy it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like venom heat you know where it's like yeah this sucks but it's also very awesome <laughs> it's it's 
kind of fun. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and the action's cool, which I think is what Spawn is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Um, yeah, you should watch it, Marco. I, okay. I gotta say, I really like how Gunslinger just incredulous, incredulously yells about things sometimes. Like the part where he yeah. lights them on fire and they're unfazed, and he just goes, "What are you?" Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, or his uh, his temper tantrum in the in the very beginning at Taylor, where he goes, "Are you that thick?" My oh, man, we're having breakfast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, man, he's he's. He's a violent man from a violent time. He's got no time for this bullshit. How dare you stop for a coffee? He said, your dad and the angels wanted to kill you. That's all you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Most folks ain't that brain dead. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. And then he proceeds to choke him. (laughs) Calm down, man. I ain't scared, you little shit. (laughs) (laughs) like what what was the value of choking him you're a spawn if you want him to die you can kill him instantaneously and if you want him to fear you that's already happening like i don't think the choke was necessary they just like i swear to god like every leading character that Todd McFarlane writes is just a colossal fucking asshole for no reason like he's just such a needlessly aggressive person it's great. <laughs> I don't have anything bad to say about this. Obviously, we review, I would say, we review Spawn in a vacuum, right? Because they're different than most other books that we talk about. And obviously, I'm not going to ding it for what it's not. There's no reason to do that. But what it is, is fun. At least this one, Gunslinger yeah. and um, I would say Spawn now is good with uh, with uh, Roy, Roy McConville. Well, let's yeah. see how it goes. With All right. The one. first issue. Yeah. Just, OK. It fair brought enough. us in. So if it keeps doing this, I'm happy. Like, this is great. I, I'll yeah. tell you what. It might just be because I grade this book on such a curve. But yeah, like I, I d- dislike King Spawn so much that when this is the Spawn <laughs> book we have to read, it's like, oh, all right, yeah, this book's fun, at least like yeah. <laughs> you don't like King Spawn. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's right. But that's Sean Lewis is writing that one. I don't think it's Sean Lewis's fault. It's just like, I just, I, it's like this. I just, I don't fucking care, man. Like the whole, like, like I've watched too many kids die for me to feel like anything matters in this book. I read like six issues of Spawn this year and I've watched like four different child murders. It's too much for me. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> I I think you pull this if you're reading Gunslinger Spawn or you care about Spawn at all. This is this is the best stuff we've gotten. Like, yeah, this and the last issue of Spawn have definitely been the best overall issues that we have collectively read since we started. So I I feel comfortable recommending this comic book to a person whose sensibilities match Spawn 100. percent Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's let's talk about Radiant Black. Uh, this is number eleven. I guess I missed our review of issue ten. I don't remember if we actually even did it, but I know that yeah, I did. I think, I think we it was did. The yeah. Gone, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Must be on um, vacation. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because that was a comic that we were actually shown at New York Comic Con uh, exclusively, and it's crazy. And it was so cool to actually have access to the dialogue now 
and be able to see what was like see the book we saw the book but we didn't read it we couldn't like read the dialogue so getting that was awesome and now this is a direct follow-up to that issue um and i really like the spin that it puts on things so uh you know now nathan is back and you think all right well marshall rescued him and it's all good and it's definitely not all good like they uh kyle found a way to keep things on tilt so that it just doesn't return to perfect status quo which i think was really smart yeah especially because at least um something that i appreciated about that was <clears throat> pretty much everything else in his life is is messed up right but like one of the things that had been established in some of the previous issues where you know the radiants have started to work together is that he has chemistry with with radiant pink and that's yeah. the only part of this entire issue and anything that's going on in his life right now where like it's not bad you know it's like he's getting his feet wet as a superhero he's got this rapport with her as like a teammate <clears throat> and like i like that you know Kyle was able to keep the narrative moving forward while also like building on foundations that have been established right like we're really it feels like we're getting somewhere with like this cast now and like dynamics are starting to emerge yeah i think that's been a bit slow to realize um which is kind of a shame because uh you kind of i i want to interact with these other characters already mm -hmm. um and obviously you know we we had to address nathan in this last issue and in this issue to some extent but um yeah i i think it leaves that excitement for what comes down the line because we are gonna have to engage with them more red yellow pink and um that's at least gonna be fun and yeah the banter was uh was definitely cool and it just keeps things uh consistently like on on a on a nice pace to go into the next you know beat into the next scene and we did get, like, new developments here, too, right? Like, we learned more about <clears throat> the group that stole that tech. We have this new, you know, I guess, potential ally, potential antagonist who's been introduced. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of movement in this issue. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I actually kind of found myself lost sometimes. Yeah just because of how many things were happening at once. Mm. And I wasn't, I, I felt like maybe I had missed something because like his teacher was uh, involved somehow. And I don't yeah. remember him even being in school, which of course could easily be my fault. Um, there was just so many things happening that I, I was just like, Whoa, this is really a lot. Yeah. I felt like the, the, antagonist the monster who you know is the teacher or whatever i felt like i'd seen it before but i also like it also felt new and i wasn't completely sure like obviously I, you know i could tell where it came from and who it was and everything but i felt like there was more there that i should know but i mm, didn't right. yeah it felt like there were details that were missing that were assumed you know and I, th I thought, okay, so I just missed something, but I've read every issue, so I, I don't know. But uh, either way, um, 
<clears throat> I definitely enjoy the Radiance kind of like doing a mission. Yeah. Because we really haven't seen that yet. Um, the, the story has been so tight in terms of like plot that there hasn't been much space to step back and have them stop a crime or whatever. Um, that, ha- that, that was cool to see. I enjoyed that. I hope we see more of that. Cause yeah. I, that's where I wanted to go. I it, <clears throat> go ahead, Kill. I was gonna say I don't know how much of that we will get. I don't know if you guys read the the letters page, but they specifically say that um, the book focuses. You know, it's it's called Radiant Black, so that's where the focus is going <gasps> to remain is on uh, Nathan and Marshall. Okay, um, and the other Radiants will show up when it's appropriate. Which is a little weird, I have to say. I, I feel like Kyle's goal, the ultimate like goal of this whole thing is to have a universe of, of Radiant books. That's the vibe I get. Mm. If Especially that's because there are Radiant books coming out. Right. And if that's the case, then how many of, like, is he going to bring on other people to help? Or how many of these is he going to write on his own? You know, if you really like Radiant Pink... Is there going to be an ongoing for that? Is there going to be a team-up book for them all together? I have a lot of questions, which is fine. I'm not complaining. Uh, it's just interesting to see this kind of build because it's like the reverse of Power Rangers, you know? Yeah. I might complain a little. Um, I don't particularly – and I guess Kyle has has built this uh, – has earned this chance – but I don't necessarily think that the radiant characters have, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. <clears throat> I feel like I'm with you on that, where, like, because I am interested in what Kyle's been developing, like, I, I'm i open to it. But it's not necessarily something that I'm, like excited for if that makes sense i'm not like oh yes like we need that it's more like oh all right if that's where we're going that's cool that will probably that'll probably be something worth checking out you know um i do feel like this book would benefit from being a little it's weird because it feels simultaneously very focused and unfocused and it, it feels like one or the other would be better yeah um, like, you know, I, the, the parallel has been made to this between this and invincible, right? Like since it was first marketed and I think about the way in which that story revolves around Mark, but like it builds out the universe over time. It feels like a lot of these early issues have been like very, you know, um, lore heavy and have established yeah. a lot of like rules of the universe and trying to be like, well, this is how this is going to work, and this is a thread we're laying for later. And, and like, we've seen those things be rewarded to varying degrees. But I also, I feel like, I, I feel like the first arc or so could have probably, you know, been a little bit more oriented in the way that Invincible is, where, like, there's a good chunk of that story where it's like, <clears throat> Mark is a young superhero and he's doing superhero shit. And then the lore reveal happens and you're like, oh, there's more to this world than I realized. And I feel like we didn't get a ton of that time. And I think the part of the reason that the part where 
you know, it's it's black and pink just going off and doing a mission together feels good is because it's like, oh, yeah, like I as much time as I've spent with these characters, I feel like I could stand to get to know them better mm. and understand their dynamics, you know, more than I do now. Right. Because I'm like hungry for that. And we're 11 issues in, you know. And I think that that hunger comes from the fact that we switched who Radiant Black was like halfway through the story. And I think that like that slowed things down so much that it kind of leaves you hungry for the world that is still to be built. Plus the fact that we have these other radiants and the fact that we want to see now, I guess even now it's like up in the air for now, Marshall maybe goes back to Nathan, but there's like that dynamic too of where does radiant potentially go in the end? Um, I feel like the the fact that we switched to Marshall was a detriment to all that because we, we to your point, Pete, right? This is issue eleven. We should have seen. I feel like we would typically see more of this in a a regular kind of um, Tokusatsu kind of style comic, um, something that stays a little bit more true to the tropes. And I think that's been one of the frustrating parts is that someone brought it up. This is like the reverse of Power Rangers, that's been grading on me because I want to see that more. And I feel like we've been so slow to get anywhere. Yeah. It's so gratifying to hear this seven issues, eight issues later. later. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I still contend that as much movement as we have seen over the last three or so issues, I still feel like this book is a real slow burn. And I think part of that is we don't know where it's actually going. There's no, it feels like the promise is that there's going to be a Power Rangers thing that happens, but we haven't seen that. And we don't know so many things yet that it's, it's just kind of hard to feel connected to this in the way of like, I'm in for the long haul. Um, I, I want more. I don't know. I want more. I'm enjoying it enough, especially since the, the turn. Um, I'm enjoying it well enough, but I just I just want more. It's worth pointing out, by the way, that this issue uh, was written by Kyle Higgins, but he had an assist from Joe Clark. Um, I don't know who Joe Clark is, but um, Kyle not being the only writer on this is kind of interesting. I wonder mm -hmm. why that happened. And then uh, just to credit the rest of the creative team, uh, Marcelo Costa did the art. Uh, Matea Iacono did the colors and Becca Carey did the letters. Um, overall, you know, when you talk about the art of this series, it's really never been the problem. This is obviously a step down, quote unquote, from issue 10, just because of how visually stellar Wild that, was. that was. But that's not um, that's not to denigrate this at all. This is still a really great looking book. And anytime that uh, Marcelo Costa gets to draw any amount of action at all, the issue is it's that good. much better for it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And quality. like, you know, the character designs are really strong. Like I, yeah. I the radiance look great. Like it's, you know, I, it's funny. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I think wanting more is a great problem for a book to have, but this mm -hmm. book has had that problem for so long that it's starting to, to wear, you know, where it's just like, it feels like we're getting like we're at a point where 
there is more motion every issue than there has been previously. So it's like, all right, it feels like we're getting to the meat, but I also feel like we've been getting to the meat for like five issues. So it's like, just, I need that, I need that moment. I need that wow moment, you know, where the book really fucking digs its hooks in and isn't going to let go rather than like feeling like it has so much promise, but to what end, you know? Yeah. And uh, just reading through the the back matter here, like they have a in, a team up book, Supermassive, that's coming out. It's going to be a crossover, plus the Rogue Sun and the Inferno Girl Red, and they have uh, a Radiant Red series. Like I, it doesn't feel earned yet. Like it's not. We're not there. We're just kind of like yeah. throwing yeah. these things into the mix, and I'm afraid that it's going to complicate what we have even now. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's hard to criticize those things because that's kind of what we're saying we want. But this this is the only book we have, yeah. right? So it's like, okay, there's a crossover coming up. What's the lead in? Is it this? Because this is not dealing with anything like that. So it's just like, it just feels like a lot. But then again, it feels like nothing. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Yeah. It's it's weird. But you know, just go ahead, Pete. It's weird because I've seen other series dance this line before where it's like, oh, like something's going on. Like, I'm reminded of something like and this is like kind of a weird comparison, but something like Adventure Time, where like you look at like the early seasons of that show and there's like lore that's being developed quietly in the background and you have this moment years in where you're like oh like this is turned into something else but I don't feel like I don't feel like this has been character oriented enough like especially lately for for that to be okay I guess because like if I enjoy the characters and spending time with them so much that I don't I'm not really concerned with the overarching plot, but it's developing. That's kind of where I feel like I want to be with this. But because the characters have spent so little time together and it's not really about that, it's kind of like, well then what is it really about? Is it about yeah. establishing the rules of this universe? Is it about you know, uh Marshall and and you know and like everything that, you know, um that's going that's been going on there and like what what you know, the radiant blacks have been dealing with and everything. And it's like, okay, but like, where does that go from here? Like if there is this great, you know, cosmic threat, like they're going to have to team up at some point. Am am I going to feel anything about that? If they don't have a ton of adventures together before, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like it just feels like there's so many directions that this book could go that it's hard to get excited about any direction because I don't know what we're building to yet, even though I have pieces of the puzzle and I'm interested in those pieces. I feel like I'm putting it together without the box, you know, like it's like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about, oh, I would say, I, I don't know. I, 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 I like the book. I'm enjoying it. Fine. It's very hard for me to say pull this. It's it's hard because it's eleven issues in, 
And I can't say that what's happening is so riveting that it's just, you just have to have this. Um, and obviously this is not a good starting point for you to buy this. You would really have to have read everything else. And if you're still buying it 11 issues deep, that means you spent over $50 and you probably just are going to continue to do that. Um, but I can't say that someone who's never read this before should start. It's I just, I can't. I, I think where I'm at with it is I'm interested in it enough to keep following it to see if it is worth recommending down the line. But right now it's like mm-hmm. if, if, if somebody was like, oh, what are like the best new books? Like I want a new image book. Like what's out right now that I could pick up? I mean, so I'd recommend me. I'd go get Made in Korea, right? Go get Silver Coin. Go get, you know, like any of these other books that have – you know, are maybe not done or maybe not, you know, fully developed or whatever, but, like, there's more meat on the bone than I feel like there is here. Like, I think if you're going to get it, do the trade thing. Um, I don't yes. feel like the, the month-to-month thing has benefited uh, my enjoyment of it, and I feel like, if anything, like, maybe, maybe you know, this is a book that needs, like, an arc or two uh, to get going, but, like... I think you'll be better off jumping on later and just reading all this stuff quickly rather than like having the month wait in between each issue and then feeling like not enough has happened, you know? Um, Cause I, I imagine like the, like the overall pacing of the story is probably like in a trade. I don't feel like it's as much of a problem rather than like, Oh, I'm buying five comics this month. It's like, is this going to be one of those five? I, I don't know that I would think that's worth it right now. You know, I'd like to think it will be, but that's a big investment to ask for somebody, you know? Yeah. This should, this should be the last issue. Before uh, the next penalty, the penalty, the penultimate issue before the last issue for the trade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be like a, a, a more, I think it's going to be on pink. Yeah, right, yeah. It's, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be on to the next, you know, chunk. So, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like the last couple issues have moved a lot quickly. So, like, if the third arc is like, hey, we've we've established a status quo and like it's off to the races from here, like, all right, cool. Like, maybe that, maybe, maybe that this will be when we hit that stride. But if so, like, I'll wait and get both of those trades and then start reading it month to month once it's moving, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you talk about uh, Image's best books. Let's find out if A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance is on that list. This is uh, Righteous Thirst number three by Rick Remender, uh, Andre Lima Arujo, um, Chris O'Halloran, and Russ Wooten. It's quite a creative team for a book that, for me, really just hasn't taken off yet. Um, I thought this was probably the issue I enjoyed the most. It's definitely the issue I enjoyed the most. Um, finally, we kind of get something to happen, which is good. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, and we learn a little bit more about our main character than we knew in prior issues. But it feels like it's hard to connect to this book. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really, really struggling. It's, 
it's just the way like for me it's the way that it's just paced out i think there's not enough driving in for me the the in-between panel moments um i think that it's it feels like it's lacking lagging as you read it the the page usage is kind of inefficient there's just a lot more information than you need in a given scene to really understand to need to understand um mm. like one of the things that i'm thinking of is the uh, where is it i just had it the the first interaction with the call where they he he calls the i guess the guy who put out the hit and he's like all right picks in an hour you have to see the the phone close that's fine but then you have just these moments where he's just standing there that i think you could communicate them a bit quicker so we can get into the next scenes because a lot of a lot of this is already implied in the action that's going on but we linger a lot and I don't know that we always need to because this this issue could be boiled down to uh our main character helps stop this guy from killing the this woman they run but realize they forgot the the son and like you know th that feels like it should be quicker than a 32 page comic mm. yeah i think I, I think that's really well said and it it connected to it connects to something that I felt reading this issue where like this is definitely the issue the issue I've enjoyed the most yeah um, for sure I think I think the art uh, for this book remains very very good and I think that like has has definitely carried me through a lot of it but every time um we've read one of these I've had the feeling you know how like we say that certain writers or certain comics feel like they're written to be a screenplay or to be yep. adapted this feels like that mm -hmm. in uh, a bad way but in not a cynical way I don't think that it's necessarily made with that in mind per se but it feels like a concept that would work better on film because all of this could have been like a tight couple action scenes versus a 32 page comic and it stretched out that long makes it slow and, and just feel like there's not a ton to grab onto and I feel like that doesn't matter as much in a movie that's like over in an hour and a half or two hours versus a comic that I'm supposed to remember and care about month to month. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to know and love our main character. Um, you know, we had uh, Christopher Sabella on the show, on the main show, a couple weeks ago, and uh, we talked a little bit about uh, his book Dirtbag Rapture, and that was like one of the things that Sean and I talked about loving the first issue. Is like, oh, I love the main character. I love her voice, and that was something that immediately was like, oh, I'm connecting with this. Whereas with this book, the best thing that I can say about it is that it's got a really good style, but a lot of books look really good, right? Radiant Black looks great. Okay, what else? Like, you know, like, I, I need a little bit more than that. And a tight action, couple action sequences and a thin script is like not quite doing it for me. Especially when, as like, you know, I, I, I always talk about how much I love Rick Remender. Rick Remender's best qualities are, in my eyes, the way he develops his characters and the depths he's willing to put them in. The situations that he's willing to put his characters through. Um, and 
this is missing that because you know this guy that we're like i don't i have no clue what his name is and <laughs> that's not good like have they told us his name or I maybe i don't feel so. like he's talked to a person so. who knows who he is yet <laughs> he spoke to his mom oh right right too. okay but i don't remember and you know you can hold that against me if you want to but i I'm reading, I, I read a ton of comics every month. This is one of them. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of information to retain. Your job as the writer is to make me remember. I remember you know? Jesse's name. Right. In Made in Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I care about so, that character. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, yeah. And, you know, you talk about this feeling like it could be a movie. The main characters clearly, um, um, Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong. Yeah, clearly, obviously. Oh shit! Which is yeah from the relationship of him playing the headmaster in Deadly Class. I think, as I have stated before, mm-hmm. that this book exists to be a spec script, if you will, for a movie that they want to make, mm-hmm. and that's cool. But I actually despise when comics get used like that. That sucks. And Rick said that he wanted to experiment here and do something a little different. And I would never disrespect Rick Remender's creative integrity or anything like that. So I'm not saying that I don't think he has a story he's trying to tell. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I could easily see a scenario where he's like, hey, I'm going to make this comic as good as I can. But I want someone from Hollywood to see this and understand how this could work on film. And it makes a lot of sense when you read the book like that. So especially when you have the main character be an actor from Hollywood who's reasonably castable. Uh, It's not like Will Smith and Primordial, right? Like they're not getting his ass. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like the action's great. The art's phenomenal. That's never been a problem. Um, And, you know, the story is fine, but it's just not the story is okay this guy wants to find a guy who killed some people he knows i don't know how he knew those people really i didn't realize until this issue that this main character was faking being an assassin yeah and um i still don't know his name i don't know his name so yeah it's not ideal i can't Sorry. Yeah. It's yeah, not absolutely. ideal. I can't in good conscience say, hey, you should absolutely read this book. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I definitely don't dislike it. Like it's it's an easy book to read. It's brisk and like it has good qualities. But yeah, it's 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 the same thing with Radiant Black where it's just like if they're, you know, if you have an infinite amount of money to drop on comics every week, then yeah, pick it up. It's 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 cool. But like. I don't know. I feel like you're better off trade waiting on this one if you if you are interested in it. I honestly, you should wait for the compendium. Like at that pace, man. Like wait for yeah, wait for the full story to be told and then yeah. try it. I got dinged uh, when we reviewed. I think it was issue one because a couple of commenters felt like we were being harsh. Um, yeah, yeah, and yes. that that we weren't giving it the space to tell its story and that just because it's not a traditional story doesn't mean it's not good and like you know hey fair play i'm 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 not immune to criticism feel free but i am not connect this is not connecting with me in any way 
other than the art. It's crazy when you can have a story where your main character is facing imminent death, right? Like he really almost died in this issue. And I didn't care. It, it doesn't matter. It has, it has no relevance at all. His mission is one that I don't care about because I'm not connected to it. There's yep. nothing tethering me to that mission. There's stakes, but they're just empty. I don't, I don't care for his goal. Yeah. We don't know what the stakes are. Yeah, fair point. Exactly. In uh, Radiant Black, right? Like I criticized that for like the first six or seven issues. I was, I, you know, I, I, I had a lot of problems. But, you know, when Nathan died, that changed the book. And the reason why I cared is because even though I found Nathan to be boring, at least he had a family. You know, he had a life. He had goals and he dreams dream. and things that he wanted to achieve that at least until that point, him being dead, it's like, well, shit, he's never going to get to do those things. That sucks. I can relate to that as a human being. I don't know anything about this guy. He has a mom. You know, hmm. so do I. I don't, like, it, it's just I'm not connecting. I'm struggling. Yeah. I Yeah, there's just nothing here. Like, and I think I think this is one of the the worst cases of sort of the way comics are told now is you know doing the the uh, the issue for the graphic novel. It's just like, but in this case, like, what am I here for? Like the full story is if the full story is going to be in the graphic novel, give me the graphic novel. Make each issue must read. Is basically what I think kills. Yeah, and I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. So, give me, give me a reason anyway. Like, <clears throat> and yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah. Go ahead. I, I think it speaks to the, like, I, I just think they're, I, I wish that publishers were more bold with just doing OGNs, because like I feel like they're just some, like this is not a story that I feel like in any way benefits from being in a a, a monthly format, and like if this is the kind of story you want to tell, like. I feel like it would be it would be beneficial to get it in bigger chunks. It would be beneficial to get it in bigger chunks. And I think if you're also writing for a slightly different format, some of this stuff doesn't get padded. Like mm -hmm. you you get to uh, I'm just thinking of like one of the car scenes where we just see him driving and there's a bunch of like cuts and stuff. The elevator sequences, there's just a lot here that extends more than we need. And if you're writing for the trade and need to write need the six issues to fill that trade you know that becomes an issue whereas if you're trying to fill i don't know 100 pages and we get a more cohesive story i yeah for sure i'd pick that that's what uh brubaker and and uh, phillips have been doing i'm very resistant to this idea that this that this book or radiant black or any of these books are worse because they're not being released as trades because there are plenty of stories Plenty of creators, these same creators who have told wonderful, captivating stories issue by issue. So it's really not that. When you have a story that's good, it's good, and it doesn't matter how it comes out. And if this, if you took the first three issues that we have read, and that was just like issue one, I would still feel the same way. We don't know his name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and we, I don't care. I don't care. And you only have so much time to hook a person. If you buy a book and the first hundred pages are not interesting, are you going to read it or are you going to put it down? 
you have the whole book. You know, you only have so much time to captivate somebody. Yeah, it is what it is. You're definitely right about that. I think I guess it's just like I could see how a story that's like this, that's like light on dialogue and, and some of those things like I'm if I had a to, to your original example, if these three issues had been issue one, quote unquote, I would be judging it as the the first beat of the story, not the third beat of the story. And I still don't care. So, like. Would that materially be different? Probably not. You're you're probably probably right, um, but it might feel a little bit less worse. I don't know. Well, uh, for me, I honestly think this is where I jump off. Um, yeah, you know, at, at, at least for reviews on the show, I love Recommender, and it's really hard for me to feel this way because there's just nothing he's ever done that I've ever been like, wow, I don't I don't want this. Um, except access, but I don't think that was his fault. I think mean, that was Marvel's fault. But um, you know, I've I've never felt this way before, so it's weird for me. But I can't continue to review this book and say the same thing over and over again. And it's just not it's, uh, it's not connecting, and I don't feel like saying that week uh, month month over month. Yeah, it doesn't have heat. Yeah. Not not with me. And I'm sorry to anybody who's really enjoying it. That's great. If you are and you're finding something in it that I'm not, but this is just how I feel. So uh, I I would not say pull this. I am probably dropping it. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's standout. And it's like, I don't know, you could... <laughs> like, I don't know, this... this specific writer has so many other books that are standout, right? Like, go go read low. You know, <laughs> well, scumbag is coming out right now, and that's been great. You know, you um, so yeah, I'd trade wait on this one if you're interested. If 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 something in our reviews has piqued your interest, wait for the trade. See how you feel about it. Yeah, and and I mean, honestly, kudos to Mender for trying something different. I I don't think that it's connecting with this crowd, but you know, cool that he's trying. Yeah, no disrespect. Right. He he's earned the right to do literally anything he wants in a comic book. You know, yeah. like he can do anything. And if and if this is what he felt like doing, that's cool. Does it just doesn't mean I have to like it, right? So um thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you can understand where we're coming from on all of these reviews. I gotta say, I never thought a week would come where the only book that we universally recommend is a spawn book. Oh my god, is, is spawn my pick of the week? Spawn is your pick of the who week. Am mine too. Who am I? Who am I, Sean? You're a spawn fan. That's who you are. No. Embrace it. Accept it. The gunslinger. <laughs> you are the gunslinger. There's angels in them hills. <laughs> Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Listen to our reviews that drop on Thursday for everything that's not image comics that we're interested in which typically week over week is marvel and dc um but you know you never know we might throw a book a boom book out there you know might surprise you uh, listen to yeah no listen to our main show the comics files which drops every single monday listen to our spider-man no way home review which is also out now check that out if you're curious about our thoughts on that thank you so so much for listening subscribe to our youtube channel leave us a follow a rating review all that great stuff helps us out a ton until next week take care guys oh and uh happy holidays
Ho, ho, ho. See you next week. What'd you call me? You heard me. <laughs>